and welcome to the Be Fairy Afraid podcast, the podcast where we like to take away the nice fluffy fairy tales as you know and love them and change them for the real and evil sort of ones as they were originally written. I'm Louise Atkinson. And I'm Fiona Ridgewell. And this week was a week full of celebrations. Mm. So we talk about erotic pottery. Oh, wow. Oh, and actually, Louise offends me by doing my accent at my face. You're welcome. And the constant tin soldier. So, you know what time it is? It's time for Jean-Baptiste de Basile. And what did he say? Oh, I think he said, open your ears, shut your mouth, and hear what I have to tell you. Awesome. Off we go. Hello, Louise. How are they? How are they? I'm Ari. Sad. Pretty chill week. Uh, but it was my friend's birthday and I went to the Royal Albert Hall, which was fun. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds fancy, but it is one of my favorite. I love going. Like, they could have anything on in there and I'll go. It could be, like, theatre, music, someone cleaning the bins. Like, I'm going. You just really like that venue? It's just a brilliant venue, yeah. What I don't like, though, it's usually chock-a-block full of well-posh people. Right. And listen, I'm not anti posh people. Just don't know if we can slag them off every week. And yet here we are (laughs) slagging them off every week. I'll tell you how bad it is, because what I don't like is they've got more money than sense. And that shows in how much I got charged for a glass of wine at the Albert Hall. Right. It was my round. I said to my mate, what do you want? Do you have a large Chardonnay? Right. Guess how much a large Chardonnay at the Albert Hall cost me. I'd say sometimes a, a large glass of wine, you're looking at like a tenner. So I'm going to say £15.50. Smashed it. £15. Really? I was spot on. Yeah. Oh, you, you look happy. And I was devastated when I heard that number. So this is a real one. No, because what I'll say to you, I was going higher than yeah. I thought than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. So that is expensive. 15 quid. And I said to him, I was like, oh, sorry, not a bottle, just a glass. And then his response was, oh, it's a Chilean Chardonnay. I was like, and am I paying for its airfare? <laughs> like, what's going on here? Am I flying it over? I'm like, what's going on? So I had to give it to my mate and I was like, cost 15 quid that, so sip it, sip it. And then at one point she overgestured and some of it spilled. I was like, can you be more careful? It's £3.50. You just spilt over there. Could you mind? I think she had a lovely birthday. I was going to say, <laughs> a real pleasure to be around on your birthday. 15 quid? That is pricey. That's ridiculous. At least you could get to the bar though. When I went, I went there like to see, you know, the proms. Me, that was painful. Um, I love the proms. Oh, right. I, Not your thing. Well, do you know what? I went to see Tchaikovsky. There in person, was he? Going <laughs> <laughs> back for it. There was this person at the beginning. Again, I don't know if they were there or if it's like... They, they're like a new composery person. Oh, my God. It was the most boring piece of music <laughs> I'd heard. And it was the whole first section. It was 30 minutes long. It was like something to do with the body or something it was called and it was like every instrument represented a part of the body so like we'd go like and that was the skin that's meant to be skin and only that from looking it up the next time i was just like that was absolute bollocks so next time i think i'd just get there in the interval see the main guy yeah 
that's a good. You get their pursed ice creams. Just crack on. Yeah, and also I couldn't get. I couldn't even get near the bar in the break to get a um, like even just like a tap water or anything. I couldn't get near it. Mm. It was so busy. So I don't love that venue. Uh, I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah, I love that venue. But how are you? How I had a hen do at the weekend. I know, I saw. I was because you messaged me very early on Sunday morning, and I was like, "She's messaging me. Yeah, she should be hungover." And I thought she's either messaging me early because she's just got in, <laughs> or because she's got up early for a McDonald's breakfast. Well, I had a KFC at eleven a.m., so oh. that was sort of <laughs> sort oh. of true. A full bucket. No, we had um, chicken fillet meal. At 11am. Yeah, but I, I had a water with it, so it went all bad. The Hindu, though, was actually really fun. What did you do? I, know, I hate Hindu. Well, I mean, I don't hate them, but I often find there's like a bit of awkwardness and it's trying to like gel the group. This group just gelled really easily. How many people did you know? At the beginning, so it was 13 to begin with. Lucky. Started dropping like flies, to be honest. <laughs> so maybe I had a nice time there. I'm like, who's this annoying bitch? I'm leaving. <laughs> so it was like 13. Um, and I think in that group, I probably knew about four. Okay, it's not too bad. Yeah, four or five. Um, but we did pottery. No. Yes. No. What did you make? I didn't know I was the queen of pottery. Oh, which she is. <laughs> going on that pottery throwdown show, are you now? I'll tell you this, right? Apparently, so at the end, the teacher takes takes all your um pots pots puts them yeah. somewhere the teacher from the other hindu a girl told me she overheard her go oh my god that pot is amazing whose pot was it it's fucking my pot what are you talking about that didn't happen it was my pot what you about the teacher from the other hindu so there's like it's you hire out a room in this like studio this pottery studio Right, I thought you meant there was someone on another hen who just happened to be a pottery teacher that was like, I'm going to give her my opinion on this. <laughs> they were learning pottery downstairs. She came out and was like, my mind is blown by that pot. Basically, it was it was boob pottery. Oh, for f- yeah, so you had to you had to do um... tits. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, it's got sort of self-explanatory. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> but then um, what I did was I sort of made a bowl and then I put a torso in it with big big jubblies is that what you're calling them nowadays and then that went so well i then gave her some legs <laughs> so i did some legs coming out the bottom of the bowl so it looked like she was in a bath you were just gonna do tits and torso yeah like a serial killer's <laughs> remnants on a kitchen floor I, when i left her she still didn't have a head because <laughs> i ran out of time so torso a couple of legs and then it did look like a birthing pool so i just stuck a little rubber ducky in there is that what you need in a birthing pool no, I needed it to not look like a birthing pot. Oh, palm. I see. So that's why you've added the... So I put this rubber duck in with the adult woman. Is this meant to be a working pot? I'm, I'm not putting a casserole in that and shoving it in the oven. Oh, no, but I might put my jewellery in it. Do you, oh, so you've kept it? I've got, I'm going to go and collect it, yeah. They've got to put it in the oven, heat it up, finalise it, and then I'll go back, then I'll paint it. Hindu uh, uh, pot too. <laughs> On my own. <laughs> I'll be in the WhatsApp group. Like, if anyone wants to join, they'll be like, oh, that is that annoying girl. That's why I didn't even make it to Lucky Voice. What's Lucky Voice? Uh, karaoke. Oh, I hate karaoke. Okay. I don't mean to be passive aggressive. Mm. But what do you like? <laughs> <laughs> Biscuits and no people. That's, that's pretty much okay. my limit. So you're going to go paint your pot? Yeah. With no one else? Well, I might. It, it depends what I want to do. I can go back there. And paint with one of the ladies that works there. Or <laughs> I can invest in paint. As great as I was at the pottery, mm-hmm. I don't know how often I'll be doing it. 
So I don't know if I should invest in paints and varnish. You should really get into it and go full Demi Moore ghost. Yeah, an actual wheel at home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was actually thinking when I made the pot, when I take this home, my boyfriend's going to go, well, that's fucking going in the bin. So <laughs> I, I think if I moved in, it was just like, just uh, where can I put the pottery wheel? <laughs> I think he'd be like, back in the removal van. Off you go. <laughs> See you later. You can go with it. Off you drop. <laughs> Bye-bye. Um, how bad was the drinking? I'm from Kent. Apparently, I found out I sat down from South East London. Whatever. I'm from somewhere in that area. Well, you chatting? You're from South East London. Because I'm from Bexley Heath and there's still red buses there. So one of the girls is like, you're not even really from Kent. I was like... Is this a girl you knew? Is this a conversa- opening conversation gambit? She was like, just to let you know, you're not even fucking from Kent. Oh, well, you seem very nice. I shall chat to you. <laughs> yeah, it is a new friendship. And... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not really from Kent apparently I'm from South East London turns out we can drink because we was doing the pottery a lot of them didn't drink which I didn't know was a thing during the pottery making yeah so you're getting on it I had four strawberry daiquiris <laughs> and they and, and the bride went have you drank four strawberry <laughs> daiquiris I was like I drank two Malibus and Coke on the train up but it didn't really touch the sides to be honest <laughs> I didn't feel drunk at all no, you were completely sober, as illustrated by your 11am KFC, <laughs> which is real clear of, I didn't drink last night. This is my everyday Sunday, of anything. True. Uh, would you like to know what we're doing this week? Oh, yeah, please. Um, we're doing, uh, well, it, in this book, it's called The Constantin Soldier, but it is, in some books, it's called The Steadfast Tin Soldier. I don't know why there's the difference. I tried to find it out. Not a not a Scooby. Okay. Um, Hans Christian Andersen. Oh, yeah, okay. Bit of him. Most Did... famous for The Little Mermaid. I was just about to say it. Mm-hmm. Although his version is nowhere near as nice as the Disney. A lot of his ones are the ones that Disney turned into. So his, uh, The Little Mermaid, The Snow Queen is... Snow White? Frozen. Okay. Yeah. Um, Hans Christian Andersen, uh, he's done Emperor's New Clothes, The Ugly Duckling. Um, he's done my favourite one, which is it has the best title. It's not my favourite story. It has the best title. Uh, it's called The Girl Who Trod on the Loaf, which I just think is a... Br- it sounds like me drunk in a Greg's. Really enjoy it. Um, but yes, we're doing The Constantine Soldier. Hans Christian Andersen, interesting character. Interesting or creepy? Not creepy, just interesting. So it's uh, born to a very, very poor family. Like him. Yeah. So his mum was like an illiterate washerwoman, like really poor family. Um, he was also very effeminate growing up, so he got teased quite a lot. But he wanted to be a singer... And he moved to Copenhagen at 14. His voice broke and it went tits up. So everyone said you should become a writer instead. I have such an affinity with, <laughs> with this guy. Yeah. Um, but he was also, there's been a lot of speculation on his sexuality because some people think he was bisexual and some people think he was gay. And I think he sounds very, very gay. And what did he think he was? He was very much in the closet. This is the eight, This is the 19th century. He wasn't allowed to be okay. gay, sadly. He... At that time, there was uh, something called romanticising, which was meant to be between men, and it was like the original bromance. It was really common oh, okay. to have these really, really close male friendships, right? And he was after one, but he would go a bit further. Too far. And uh, he had a lot of issues. But some the arguments some people have is, oh, he was definitely bi because he would be obsessed with women. And one of them was this opera singer called Jenny Lind. And now, I don't mean to sweep with a broad brush here, but I've got a lot of gay male friends in my life and every single one of them is obsessed with, with a, an opera singer with a female icon of some kind oh <laughs> you know? okay yeah whether it's you know kelly clarkson madonna 
Judy Garland. Like, they're all obsessed. So, I do, if anything, him being obsessed with this opera singer just proves to me how gay he was. Okay. Right. Yeah. But he tried to have a friendship with Charles Dickens, which was good because they had a, an affinity for one another because they both came from very, very poor backgrounds. And Hans Christian Ashton was Danish and he came over to... Oh, London. okay. I was going to say, like, what, yeah. pen pals? So, he came over for a bit. But then they met at a party. Isn't that mad that they met? It's crazy, isn't it, when you think about it? Is it a small world? Yeah. And but he came over, they met, and he was really happy about it. Then he went home and he was like, I will come visit you for a long weekend. Hugely overstayed his welcome, stayed for five weeks, and Dickens had to be like, you need to go. Basically, Dickens started ghosting him. So he's trying to like pen pal him, like, we're best friends. And Dickens is like, mate, nah, you are weird. Really? Yeah. So that didn't last very yeah. long either. Um, but... Uh, the Constantine Soldier, it's, he, I believe, if I've got this right, it's his first fairy tale story he's written that wasn't based off like a folklore. So, you know, like Brothers Oh, Rimmel. so this is straight out of his mind. I think so. Okay. Um, Had you already met Charles Dickens by this point or we don't know? I don't know that. Okay. I think you're going to like it until maybe the end. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We do this? Yeah. Hans Christian Anderson. The constant tin soldier. Off we go. There was once five and twenty tin soldiers, all brothers, for they had all been made out of one old tin spoon. They carried muskets in their arms and held themselves very upright, and their uniforms were red and blue. Very gay indeed. Is that you commenting, or is that the sentence? No, that's in the sentence. Oh! (laughs) I was like, oh, I'll leave it out. I get get your opinion of him. (laughs) We can't have this in a monologue for And also, this is the original meaning of gay. Yeah, happy. Yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. And 25 soldiers, yeah? 25 tin soldiers, all made from the one tin spoon. Oh, big spoon. Big, but I'm thinking ladle. Ladle. Bosh. The first word that they heard in this world when the lid was taken off the box wherein they lay was, Tin soldiers?! It, it's got an exclamation one thing in this story he uses exclamation points like nobody's business like mid-sentence I do that but also that felt like that guy out of Hercules again Tin soldiers <laughs> oh, oh no I think you're kind of dashing it's a very obnoxious boy it was a little boy who made this exclamation clapping his hands at the same time they had been given to him because it was his birthday and he now set them out on the table the soldiers resembled each other to a hair. One only was rather different from the rest. He had but one leg, for he had been made last, when there was not quite enough tin left. However, he stood as firmly upon his one leg as the others did upon their two. And this identical tin soldier it is whose fortune seemed to us worthy of record. Okay, so is he basically saying he's, he's great and that's why we're going to tell his story? Yeah, so because he's different and he's got a bit of quirkiness to him. Let's record his story. We need to tell his story. The others are all the same as each other. Okay. I, I do doubt that, that that one-legged soldier is standing as sturdy as the other ones because I once had... You know those um, rollerblading dolls? No. Yeah, you remember you used to get dolls and they had roller skates on, you pressed it and she roller skated, but she didn't. She took about two steps and she flopped to the side. There's no way that is standing up on one leg, but fine. Are you sure you just didn't have dodgy dolls? Well, I didn't. I didn't have dolls. Is this a sad story or no, is it a choice? No, I just. No, I, I never liked. What doll- did you have in place of dolls? Video games. Oh, okay. I had and a Sega. <laughs> but I could. You know when you used to have to take it out and like 
Yeah. Blow it and it would still never My work. My spit in the cartridge would really fix this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On the table where the tin soldiers were set out were several other playthings, but the most charming of them all was a pretty pasteboard castle. Through its little windows, one could look into the rooms. In front of the castle stood some tiny trees clustering around a little mirror intended to represent a lake, and waxen swans swam in the lake and were reflected on its surface. Sounds like my pot from the wind. <laughs> Could you make a dollhouse next for your next home party? I've actually got a full dollhouse house. It gets in the bin. Yeah, we bought it for my grandma years ago and she never decorated it, so I probably will do that at some point when I'm bored. You buy it and then tart it up yourself? Yeah, like you de- you make it, but she never did. It was, I think it was quite expensive. Yeah, it's got like... What, so is it fully like wooden? Yeah, like a proper old school and dolls you to house. Paint it and shit yeah like and that. then you buy all the bits carpet it like do all that but she never did anything all this was very pretty but prettiest of all was a little damsel standing in the open doorway of the castle she too was cut out of pasteboard but she had on a frock of the clearest muslin a little sky blue ribbon was flung across her shoulders like a scarf and in the midst of this scarf was set a bright gold wing mm. she's made out of paper very common in that time for dolls to be made out of paper and things Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And it was only because of like the Industrial Revolution that they started mass producing stuff. It was the same with tin soldiers, actually. So the first type of tin soldier was actually made of lead in yeah. Germany. They did not know how poisonous lead <laughs> was. <laughs> the kids not doing so great. But it was it was full. It was like heavy. So then they were making it out of tin because it was cheaper, but it was still full and heavy. So there was a guy, I want to say he was British, who invented them so that they would be hollow in the middle. So you could use less tin. It was cheaper. And no one was getting poisoned. And nobody was getting poisoned. Mm. Cheeky little fat for you. Yeah, thanks. The little lady stretched out both her arms, for she was a dancer, and raised one of her legs so high in the air that the tin soldier could not find it, and fancied that she had, like him, only one leg. What? Hold on. <laughs> so she has developed. I don't understand what that it's means. It's a ballet term. It's where you like, shoving your bend leg in the your air. leg up and then you shoot it up in the Can air. Can you do that? Not very high. Anyway. <laughs> oh, so she's done that. He... Wait, in your dancing degree, did you have to do ballet? Yeah. Right. Okay. But I have to check now, because when I said ballroom and that was ridiculous, I'm like, are there other types oh, of... Oh, no, yeah, I had to do ballet. Yeah, yeah. No, that's correct. Right. Um, so you can't get your leg up by your ear? I can get it quite high if someone pushes it up there, but I don't have the strength <laughs> to hold it up there for anything. Or if I'm laying down, I can get it up by my ears. Oh, yeah. so she's like put her leg in the air and he's not seen that and he thinks oh my god she's got one leg but she's actually got it up by her ear is she yeah because i'm thinking i'm imagining that you know those ballerinas that just spin around yeah i'm imagining she's that and the legs up here and she's just spinning around right so yeah so he has one leg and she's like oh my god she only has one leg as well Mm, okay yeah i need a voice for the tin soldier the tin soldier Oh, okay. Um, can you give me some options? The, the soldier I love more than anything is um, Major Richard Sharp from the stories. Sharp, who's played by Sean Bean, which would be a Yorkshire voice. Uh, could you give that a go, please? Yes, it's my voice. Oh. <laughs> I don't want that voice. I've just heard well, that voice yeah, for 20 would, minutes. It would be well, a different one. So you just want to do your own voice? Well, it's either that or because... I was thinking maybe, but it's going to be rough doing it in front of you, like a cheeky chappy landing a kind of like soldier. But I'm oh, doing yeah, it. Oh, yeah, do that you. one. Well, you can, can you help me out then? Because the first line oh. is, she would be just the wife for me. 
How am I saying that? Oh, she would be... I'm going to go Australian. Oh, she'd be just the wife for me. Yeah, that's Australian. Okay, girl. cheeky chappy. Um, oh, she would be just the wife for me. Like that? Yeah. She would be just the wife for me. Right, cool. Well, as you're now, as we know, South London now. Uh, yeah. Apparently, even though we all thought you were from Kent. But... <clears throat> Oh, fuck it. Fucking hell, mate. You shatty, you slay. Right. You well, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Imagine if the soldier just went after, no, I'm not being funny, love, but shatty, you slay. And that's you slay. Like, you slay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's weird because it's the most offensive way you've got into an accent, and I'm sitting right here, but that is absolutely <laughs> fine. No, you crack on. Thanks, babe. Slag. <laughs> she would be just a wife for me, thought he. But then she's a rather too high rank. She lives in a castle. I have only a box. Besides, you're all five and twenty men in it. It's no place for her. However, there will be no harm in me making acquaintance with her. I see. So this cheeky chappy also moonlights as part of Fagin's gang. Yes, he does. Yes. (laughs) Because he knew Dickens. (laughs) Okay. Doing a crossover. Yeah, no, no. (laughs) Fuck. Um, Got to pick a pocket or two. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Do you know what? You do it. You no, do it. It's no. so easy. I just went Australian when I was trying to do my own voice. <laughs> Please crack on. <clears throat> and so he stationed himself behind a snuff box that stood on the table. From this place, he had a full view of the delicate little lady who still remained standing on one leg, yet without losing her balance. Oh, I'd love to be called a delicate little lady. I couldn't think of anything worse. <laughs> <laughs> when anybody calls me a lady, I have to say something. I'm like, I'm, no. No. I think if I got a message from my boyfriend saying, good morning, you delicate little lady, I'd be like, oh. If I got a message from somebody going, delicate little lady, I'm like, this person doesn't know me at all. This is AI. This person doesn't understand me at all. Someone's put this conversation into a chat bot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or somebody's lost a bet. Oh, my God. Sides thing. Sorry. One of the girls at the Hindu, mm. she is the chat bot for Flow, the period app. She's the chat bot. She's the person that's like, you've missed two days. <laughs> what have you been up to? Wait, so... She's the one that pops up and is like, hey, hey. Really? Yeah, she's her. I was like, oh my God, you know so much about me. Does that? Schlick. No, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, I have so many questions. So what, does she have a script? No, she makes the conversation. Because I was like, it's really like you're talking to, a, to like a real person. And she was like, yeah, that's how I have to sort of design it. Want to speak to me. She comes oh, so up she's with like a... a developer or like a coding person. I don't know, I didn't ask that many questions. That was doing pottery. If if you if you're doing coils on your pottery it's a pottery term and also a period term, but if you're <laughs> doing coils on your pottery, you're too busy chatting to the woman from Flow the App. Oh yeah. You're gonna fuck your pot. So oh. <laughs> you had to take a back seat. Anyway, sorry. Crack on. When evening came, all the other tin soldiers were put away into the box and the people of the house went to bed. The playthings now began to play in their term. They pretended to visit, to fight battle and give balls. The tin soldiers rattled in the box for they wanted to play too, but the lid would not come off. So Ooh. all the other toys are like, we're having a ball. All the tin soldiers are like, yeah, we want to go and play. I don't like you. You're in a box. Who put them box. in a box? Well, I think they've been put away. Like the little boy or the little mm-hmm. boy's mum. Yeah. So this is Toy Story, is it? That's what, It's got a bit of a Toy Story. It's got a little bit, yeah. Although apparently this story was turned into or was written for like Fantasia originally but it was all done and then Walt Disney watched it and he didn't like the ending so it was just put on the shelf oh there you are okay 
The nutcrackers cut capers and the slate pencil played a commerce on the slate. There was such a racket that the canary bird waked up and began to talk too, but he always talked in verse. The only two who did not move from their place were the tin soldier and the little dancer. She constantly remained in her graceful position, standing on the point of her foot with outstretched arms, and as for him, he stood just as firmly on his one leg, never for a moment turning his eyes away from her. Oh, is it? Oh, is it creepy? <laughs> if I was stood stretching, and some bloke just did nothing but looked at me continuously, but that was what I was going to say though. Like, how many men would look away? Most of them would have a good old ganders, wouldn't they? It's like when you have to be at the gym. And do you ever have to do, like, glute bridges, which is essentially lying on your back and thrusting upwards? Oh, I know what they are, and I know I should probably be doing them, but no, I'm not doing them. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be a voice coming up for the canary. There isn't one for the canary. Oh, it's hard to get really excited. There is one that we're about to have, and then there's another one a bit oh, later. Okay. But I think oh, I've okay. got ideas for them. Lovely. Twelve o'clock struck. Crash! There's an exclamation point, literally mid-sentence. And I don't... I'm sure he's much more talented at writing than I am. He definitely is. Look at his work. But he just... He's wanging exclamation points all over the bloody place. And also, you are committing to those exclamation marks because I've jumped several times. <laughs> There's been a couple where I've been like, fuck me, she went a bit louder there. But really committing to the punctuation. <laughs> 12 o'clock struck. Crash! Open sprang the lid of the snuff box. But there was no snuff inside it. No. Out jumped a little black conjurer. In fact, it was a jack-in-the-box. For me, there needs to be a voice for this. And it's so it's a really creepy, like, Punch and Judy-esque um, looking thing right, in yeah. this version. Although in other versions of this story, it changes. And sometimes it's a creepy, like, king figure. And sometimes it's like a little goblin. And sometimes it's... Really, but in this one, um, it's, uh, it's a jack-in-the-box. So okay. because it's a really creepy clown, the one I was thinking of is, you know, in Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay, I was going Krusty the Clown, but go with you. Oh, I don't think I'll do Krusty the Clown. But um, there's that one in Nightmare Before Christmas where he goes, I am the clown with the tearaway face. And it's really terrifying. <laughs> I think that's this guy's voice. Okay, yeah, I yeah. like that. <clears throat> so I'm going to go real creepy I right now. I actually never watched that film from the beginning to the end. What? I know, I'll do it this Christmas. I keep meaning to. We've got this uh, conjurer, which is a jack-in-the-box, which has just popped up. Yeah. Okay. Tin soldier, said the conjurer. Wilt thou keep thine eyes to thyself? But the tin soldier pretended not to hear. Well, only wait till tomorrow, quoth the conjurer. <laughs> Sorry, I'm <laughs> so... <laughs> You look, you're like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I was so in awe of the voice. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. Oh, for fog's sake. I don't know what you said. I heard the word quaff. <laughs> right. And I don't know about the rest. We'll do We'll do that. Soz again. about that. Right. <clears throat> so. My <laughs> <laughs> mind just went. Go on. Tin soldier. Right. Said the, said the conjurer. Wilt thou keep thine eyes to thyself? So he's saying. Oh, he's calling him a pervert. Yeah. Can you not look at. Or, uh, could you not? Oh, okay. But the tin soldier pretended not to hear. Well, only wait till tomorrow, quoth the conjurer. So he's now threatened him. Yeah. Because for being a creep. Well, maybe you were right, yeah. Well, you never know. 
When the morrow had come and the children were out of bed, the tin soldier was placed on the window ledge, and whether the conjurer or the wind occasioned it, all at once the window flew open, and out fell the tin soldier, head first, from the third story to the ground. And you reckon the jack-in-the-box has made that happen? Well, we don't know. You know I think the jack-in-the-box has made that happen. Could be the conjurer, could be the wind. We don't know. But he's fallen. I don't know first. what the moral of this story is going to be. Well, don't worry, we've got time to figure it out. <clears throat> a dreadful fall was that. Oh, I'm sorry. There's a random exclamation point. A dreadful fall was that. His one... <laughs> I wish he'd stop using it. It pisses me off. Uh, his one leg turned over and over in the air and at last he rested, poised on his soldier's cap with his bayonet between the paving stones. So he's like upside down, he's stuck. Okay, yeah. yeah. The maid servant and the little boy immediately came down to look for him, but although they very nearly trod on him, they could not see him. If the tin soldier had but called out, Here I am! <laughs> they might easily have found him. <laughs> Sorry, tin soldier or artful dodger? <laughs> Continue, please, you offensive little lady. How dare you? <laughs> eye for an eye. <laughs> but he thought it would not be coming for him to cry out as he was in uniform. So he's very much like, I'm a soldier, I need to be a soldier, and this is the right thing a soldier would do. He's very... But also he's a toy and probably shouldn't be saying anything, and he would blow the whole lid off it, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. It now began to rain. Every drop fell heavier than the last. There was a regular shower. When it was over, two boys came by. Look, said one, here is a tin soldier. He shall have a sail for once in his life. So they made a boat out of an old newspaper. Oh, God. Mm. But the tin soldier uh, put them. So they made a boat out of an old newspaper, put the tin soldier into it, and away he sailed down the gutter. Both the boys running along by the side and clapping their hands. Did you ever do that? What, nick someone else's toy and put it in a boat? Not nick someone else's toy, but do things when it had been raining and you put them to see which one would go faster down the Like poo sticks when you go... Do what sticks? Hang on, have you been going on walks with your bloke and you haven't done poo sticks? What is a poo stick? You stand on a bridge and you chuck the stick down and you have to see which one comes through first and then you win, which is what Winnie the Pooh did. That's why they're called poo sticks. No, I haven't done that. Oh, it's really fun. You should do it. Don't I don't seem to have sold you on it, but it, no, is, not it really. is fun. And also, it seems like a really short game. But it's, oh, looks like you've won. Well, let's do the rest. Let's do the other nine kilometres. <laughs> Off we go. Well, to be fair, babe, what else are you doing on a walk? You don't like looking at nature. You don't like being outside. Maybe this will help break it up for I you. I know what I'm doing on a walk, actually. <laughs> Shouting obscenities. <laughs> the paper boat rocked to and fro, and every now and then veered round so quickly that the tin soldier became quite giddy. Still he moved, not a muscle, looked straight before him and held his bayonet tightly clasped. Okay, so so he's still being quite... um, I can't show emotion, I can't show anything else. I'm a soldier, this is my duty, I need to keep to Well trained. Yeah. All at once the boat sailed under a long gutter board. He found it as dark here as at home in his own box. Where shall I go to next, thought he. To be sure, if this is all the conjurer's doing. If the little maiden were but sailing with me in the boat, I would not care for it being twice as dark. It's getting me more. What I will say, <laughs> as you're doing the voice now, there are some physical gestures coming in, and you keep sort of flicking your nose like he's off his tits on cocaine. But that's for that, and not just. I might just have had something on the end of my nose. <laughs> no, because it was every time you do it, you're like, 
And if that little maiden had uh, been, oh, sorry, just got to go cock over to the toilet, then I will be back. I mean, to be honest, I'm taking this all off what I've noticed from you. <laughs> Whoa. That's the defamation weeks we've of been, character. The, week, the time we've been friends now, and I'm just that like, constantly. I tell you what, I might edit this in because there is one week, I can't remember which episode it is, where I had to go, there's a zoom in of you, and you're just going there like, oh. absolutely <laughs> wiping your nose like nobody's business. Well, it's either that. <laughs> right, fine. Big week on the cocaine that week, was it for me? Brilliant. Thank you. Excellent. Right. I've got a new character. That's what I'm doing on the walks. Right. No, Cook sorry. In. No, <laughs> Do the character, please. <clears throat> Just then, a great water rat that lived under the gutter board darted out. Oh. Right. So I think a rat, quite evil, and a bit of like can't say the rest is. <laughs> is, is that um, an artistic a bit of flair, artistic flair, or, or is it in the in the thingy that he can't say his is? No, it's just a bit of artistic flair. Um, so we've got a bit of a lift, Biffy. Well, be the evil with thee. I think he's got a bit of an issue with S's. Not a big one because I can't do it that well. <laughs> and also, what I'm trying to do there is giving him issue with S's, but not say any words with S's in. So it's really <laughs> difficult for me. Right. Um, Have you a passport? Asked the rat. Where is your passport? Where is your passport? He's a bit oh, posh. I do that one. Yeah, there you go. But the tin soldier was silent and held his weapon with a firmer grasp. The boat sailed on and the rat followed. Oh, how furiously he showed his teeth and cried out to sticks and straws. Stop him! Stop him! <laughs> <laughs> he has not paid the toll! He has not shown his passport! <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah, I do think this is after um, he's come over and met Dickens. Do you I think, think? Yeah, I think he had some issues getting into the country and that. And I think <laughs> he's lost this passport on the way. Because it's weird. how he suddenly, yeah, he's he's writing his own stories. It feels like mm. it's based on life. Yeah. Uh, well, he did actually base quite a lot on. It, there was often a lot of his stories are focused on looking at two different worlds. Okay. Which are, many people interpret as uh, him being working class and wanting to be in an upper class world. But then some people have also mentioned it's um, him being uh, a closeted homosexual and wanting to be in one world, but he's actually in another. Really driving that narrative, aren't you? He's so gay. Back to the book. Mm. Um, You've uh, got a really angry rat on your hands. That's right. <laughs> 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 wow. But the stream grew stronger and stronger. The tin soldier could already catch a glimpse of the bright daylight before the boat came from under the tunnel. But at the same time, he heard a roaring noise at which the boldest heart might well have trembled. Only fancy, where the tunnel ended, the water of the gutter fell perpendicularly, oh, I love that word, into a great canal. This was dangerous for the tin soldier, as sailing down a mighty waterfall would be for us. So he's like, oh, I'm getting away from the rat. Everything's grand. I can see daylight. But there's a big, big old drop coming up. He was now so close that he could no longer stand upright. The boat darted forwards. The poor tin soldier held himself as stiff and immovable as possible. No one could accuse him of having even blinked. The boat spun round and round three, nay, four times and was filled with water to the brim. It must sink. The tin soldier stood up to his neck in water, deeper and deeper, sank the boat. Softer and softer grew the paper. The water went over the soldier's head. He thought of the pretty little dancer whom he should never see again. And these words rang in his ears. Wild adventure, mortal danger. 
be thy portion, valiant stranger. So he thinks he's going to die. I thought that was the end. No, 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 no. We've still got a little bit left. Uh, so he thinks he's going to die. And he's like, all I'm going to do is think of think of the person I love. But it's possibly a bit creepy. But he, love, he, he thinks he loves her. Yeah, but also he's like, is that, that those sort of people on Hinge that write, um, what do they say, here for a good time, not a long time? You know, where it's like, oh, wild adventures, well, I lived it, didn't I? I had a great life, lived it. <laughs> Doesn't matter if I die now, I lived it. He sounds like one of those pricks. So there's some good people on Hinge, I should go. Saw me. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I saw one of my ex-boyfriends on there from oh, years my... ago. Not now, not recently. Like oh, last this one's year. upgraded. Usually it's your ex-lover. <laughs> this one's more sophisticated. <laughs> last year, I saw one of my ex-boyfriends on there and his, his line was, here for a good time, not a long time. And I thought, oh, fuck off. Because do you know how he knows that line? Someone we know died and it was at her funeral. And I was like, oh, don't put that on your fucking Oh, my hinge. days. Yeah. Anyway. Grim. Glad you're not with that anymore. <laughs> I reckon if we do enough episodes, I can slag them all off. <laughs> <laughs> the paper now tore asunder. The tin soldier fell through the rent. But in the same moment, he was swallowed up by a large fish. Oh, how dark it was. Worse even than under the gutterboard, and so narrow too. But the tin soldier's resolution was as constant as ever. There he lay at full length, shouldering his arms. So he's just, he's still like, I'm going to stay, even though I've been swallowed by a big old fish. I'm staying strong, I'm being a soldier, I'm keeping my shoulders back. At that point, I'd say drop the ego, no one can see you. you know if you want to relax, let your shoulders go. Where is this guy's limit? Yeah. The fish turned and twisted about and made the strangest movements. At last he became quite still. A flash of lightning, as it were, darted through him. The daylight shone brightly and someone exclaimed, Tin soldier! The fish had been caught, taken to the market, sold and brought home into the kitchen where the servant girl was cutting him up with a large knife. And she's found the tin soldier. She's found the tin soldier. There we go. She seized the tin soldier by the middle with two of her fingers and took him into the parlour where everyone was eager to see the wonderful man who had travelled in the maw of a fish. However, our little warrior was by no means proud. They set him on the table and there, no, how could anything so extraordinary happen in this world? The tin soldier was in the very same room in which he had been before. He saw the same children, the same plaything stood on the table, among them the beautiful castle with the pretty little dancing maiden who was still standing upon one leg while she held the other high in the air. She too was constant. So he just so happens that this fish was bought by the servant girl who works in the house he was from and he's made it back. Yeah, but what, <laughs> what the bit where it's like and she also was constant, what, what does that mean in that sentence, sorry? Um, so it basically means, and she was there as well, the oh. same and beautiful as ever. Okay, fine. Yeah, so that bit that bit confused me. Okay, that's yeah. fine, right. Mm. Um, oh, so it's, this story's about fate. Is that, what you, is that what you're going for? Yeah. All right, here we go. It quite affected the tin soldier. He could have found it in his heart to weep tin tears, but such weakness would have been unbecoming in a soldier. This guy has no emotions. He really needs, he doesn't need a trip out or another leg, what he needs is therapy. Yeah, I was going to say, it might be about fate, it also might be about therapy. <laughs> Just have an emotion, lad. Yeah. It's all right. He looked at her, and she looked at him, but neither spoke a word. And now, 
one of the little boys took the soldier and threw him without ceremony into the fire. Yeah, I thought you thought you might get in, into this. He did not give any reason for doing so, but no doubt the conjurer in the snuff box must have had a hand in it. Are you okay? Not really. <laughs> but yeah, also, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big moment, isn't it? But he's tin. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what happens when you put tin in, in fire. Would you like to find out? Yeah, please. The tin soldier now stood mm. in a blaze of red light. He felt extremely hot. Whether this heat was the result of the actual fire or the flames of love within him, he knew not. I mean, he's been optimistic. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really hot. Maybe I'm just in love. Nah, babe, you on fire. You're literally on fire. (laughs) Literally surrounded by flames. It's it's definitely the flames, love. He had entirely lost his colour. Whether this change had happened during his travels or were the effect of strong immersion, I know not. I mean, it could be also it just melted in the yeah, he's, fire. He's, yeah, he's coming to an end. <laughs> he looked upon the little damsel. She looked upon him and he felt that he was melting. But constant as ever, he still stood shouldering his arms. So even now he's on fire. <laughs> he's literally on fire. He still can't just say an immersion. He still yeah. can't say I love you. He still can't say anything. He can't even say I'm in pain. Yeah. <laughs> Or help. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That'll do. Yeah. Not even an immersion. Just a request. Anyone fancy helping me out here? Any help going? I thought it was my heart, but it turns out I am on fire now. (laughs) A door opened and the wind seized the dancer. And like her silk, she flew straight away into the fire as well. To the tin soldier. They both flamed up into a blaze. I know what happens when you put paper in fire. (laughs) And were gone. Are you okay? So they die together. The soldier was melted to a hard lump. And when the maid took the ashes out the next day, she found his remains in the shape of a little tin heart. Of the dancer, there remained only the gold wing. And that was burnt black as coal. And that is the end of the story. That mm-hmm. is the bleakest one you've done. I don't think it's the bleakest the one. The ending is bleak. What a whirlwind of emotions I've gone through, to be honest. In like the more nice Disney versions of this story, they get together at the end and it's fine. But as we know, this podcast, we like to focus on the real original yeah. one. So he, he couldn't express any emotions, wanted to be a soldier throughout. But what was left when everything was said is his heart. his heart. But the thing is, is it's very much focused on him. And that's fine. The story's about him. But he got to leave his little heart. And the dancer, there was just a gold wing, which was just part of her scarf or whatever it was and that was burnt black as coal is it something to do with um like what's on the outside doesn't necessarily reflect what's in the inside so he's so strong and sturdy and like nothing phases him but actually he's got this massive heart inside full of love but he doesn't know how to express it so it's something to do with that wall that he's got up um yeah and the outside not reflecting the inside and with her i mean She's just got nothing about her, is she? I don't know enough <laughs> She's about her. She's got nothing about her. This is it. She's just been blown in. We don't know how she felt about the Tin Soldier. She she might have been enjoying her little dream house. She might have been there living on her own. 
stretching away, having a wonderful time with her waxy swans. And then she's like, oh, this soldier fancies me. And this, whether it's the wind or the conjurer has gone, oh, well, you're in this now, so you also have to die. We don't know how she felt. I do think maybe the wind with her, because she was made of paper. Fair. Absolutely fair. <laughs> I think the wind got her. But also, I do think it's also partly about fate. Because oh, I do. <laughs> I do. Because... He's gone through all that and he's ended up back with her. To kill them both. Well, what's that religion where... (laughs) (laughs) No, there's a religion, or maybe it's just something my mum says, where... Oh, what a question. (laughs) Right, I'm so excited. Go on. You know where they say, like... So say my... I don't know if this is, like, tempting fate. Say my destiny is to die on a Ferris wheel. Like... It doesn't matter what decisions I make up until that point. That's how I will always go. Right. So, so it's something about like you can make choices, but it's already in. It's already set in stone where you're ending up. But the route you take to it, it, it can be up to you. But if I'm gonna die at thirty nine on a Ferris wheel, then I'm gonna die at thirty nine on a Ferris wheel, whether I go to that fun fair or not do you like ferris wheels (laughs) not really and that's why i think i chose that Mm. um now that i've said out loud it does feel more like something my mum says yeah rather than a religion (laughs) (laughs) per se (laughs) but i'll find that out i think it is a religion i think there is like i think it might be like hinduism or something let's not let's not put a name to it i don't know um yeah, I love ritualism. Is... <laughs> it's a really great. There is a religion where it's like, no matter the decisions you make, you'll always end up there. And I think that's the same. Like, he can, you know, stare at her or not stare at her. He was always going to end up in a fire with her. Right. So, what do you think the moral is? Well, number... I've got two. Um, well, number one, um, express yourself. <laughs> express yourself. <laughs> um, basically, these morals are written by Madonna. Um, <laughs> Because as we know, he was very gay. No, yeah, um, so, yeah, yeah, no, no. So, um, I think express yourself, and uh, yeah, that the the outside doesn't necessarily reflect the inside. Um, and then uh, number two, don't be a creep. <laughs> yeah, I think that should be the moral of all stories. And um, number three, um, life is fated. Do you know what? If you sort of like mix them a bit. Yeah, pretty much. So one is... With something that I haven't said or <laughs> no. together. Um, so one is uh, love is indestructible um, and it will always endure. I think that is such a terrible message for anyone. Why? Because it's just not true. And I think that's why there's so many toxic relationships. Because... But you're only thinking of it. So I like that sentiment because it's obviously applying it to romantic love. But I think love in all circumstances is indestructible. Love will always prevail. Yeah, you're not selling it to me. I think it's bullshit. What's really interesting <laughs> is that you're all like, oh, fate and all this. And I'm like, I hate people. But then when it comes to something like this, I'm actually the softer one on this. Of all the things we could choose, I'm like, love is indefensible. You're like, yeah, that's a load of old shit. Sorry, I think what I'll say is I've got more in common with the soldier and the little dance girl than you think because I've been burnt before. Um, yeah, so I don't know about that. Um, Go on then, sorry, sorry. The other one I got was that many of the defects we believe we have in reality have no impact on what happens to us. And upon death, um, our true essence remains, and that is one of love. You wrote that? No, I'll be daft. That is beautiful. (laughs) But yeah, so it it doesn't matter 
what's going on because at the end of the day once again love prevails so basically you've given me two options but they both are love prevails and you are disgusted <laughs> by both of them okay i mean no i like i did like it i did really like it yeah. i just feel like there should be a follow up on you know like when you watch a film and it's like you see his side of it mm. of the story i'd love to see this same story from her perspective is yeah. that does that exist uh, i mean we could write it no i don't have time for that <laughs> does it exist? if we do if we do a live show as well as well do you know what fiona you, and the scar well we were saying before uh we do fiona and the scar but to be honest based on like, the fact you've mentioned it every fucking episode of your ex-lovers i think it should be fiona and her ex-lovers i'm thinking of a snow white-esque kind of vibe uh, <laughs> i think me and my pottery wheel would definitely be put into that removal van if i do a live version of fiona. also a live version of fiona and the ex-lovers sounds like porn not like fairy tale. <laughs> Or actually, I don't know. It depends which sex love you get. No, I, no, no. Okay, I right. can do all the voices. Oh my god, this is horrible. They all sound like the Tin Soldier. <laughs> oh Fiona, what are we doing tomorrow then, bub? <laughs> can you impersonate your own accent so badly? How is that thing? Bye, bye. What's for dinner? Oh, I'm so glad your taste in men has improved. <laughs> so glad. <laughs> like and subscribe on youtube spotify apple or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and follow us on tiktok and instagram at be fairy afraid pod thanks for listening